Okay, uh, we're live on YouTube. We are recording, and this is Anime Autopsy. Do we have something to rant about today? I really didn't think about it till just now. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Carter died, but that's not really her, yeah, I guess. It's not damp in the mood. <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I could show off my Kakashi jacket, actually. Yeah. Obi got two shots in his butt and one in his nose. He went to the vet today. Yeah, went to the vet. Look at him. Got all caught up on his shots. Took a shot, two shots in the butt, and then took a shot to the face. I wasn't expecting that He's as much asleep. as he wasn't expecting that. He's so handsome. She told me that he would be tired. He oh. has been just about the same. Oh, well, when you were talking about him, he was gone. <laughs> Yeah, Tito's sleepy ass. He can't even. He but looks like he's stoned. For Halloween, I think I, I think I talked about it uh, last week that I was gonna go as Kakashi. But uh, yep, when is Kakashi? Well, you went as two different people. Oh yeah, the the um, couple of days before that took the kids to we took them to trunk or treats and stuff like that, and I had black bulls. From uh, Black Clover, the Black Bulls. What do they call it? Like the hood thing? The cloak? I don't know what it's called. It's like the you half were basically cloak. Yami. Yeah, it was basically Yami. Came with like a headband like Asta's, but I didn't wear that. But when, like on Halloween, Halloween, our son was Sam from Trick or Treat. You were basically a gothic Satanist worshiping person. I don't know. Did we ever title it? You're a hot goth with pentagrams on her uh, crown thing. And then I was Kakashi, which I, I'm i 110% thrilled that the jacket even fit me. It, it was an extra large. And by the definitions on the package, it should have fit me. But anytime I get a jacket, it usually fits weird in some type of place. It was a little short, but that wasn't really an issue because I had... Uh, I think I actually had this shirt on underneath it. You looked hot. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to even zip it up, but I put it on. It was pretty tight on my biceps, like my arms. Like if I flexed, it looked like I probably could have flexed and busted out of it, but it was a trooper, but I I was able to zip it up and everything. I really want one of those Akatsuki jackets that I showed you that look like the robes or the cloaks. Oh, but yeah. they're the strong, thick material. Yeah. But yeah, it like fits, zips all the way up and everything. Be a beefy ninja from the Leaf Village. I don't think it would do a good job at keeping me warm or anything like that, but I run hot anyway, so like it might be perfect. But I don't think this jacket would last very long if I wore it on a daily basis. Mm-mm. Ooh, take it off. The muscles. Now next year, I... I want to essentially do a cosplay for Halloween. Or maybe even go to a con if we're able to. See, that's what I've always wanted to do. Was to do, like, cosplay level Halloween outfits. But it's like... You have to kind of, like, decide what you're going to do pretty far in advance. Didn't we decide on Demon Slayer? Maybe. So, like, that would require me, out of comfortability, to get... Not ripped like a Nosuke, but like in some pretty pretty good shape. Kind of lean, you know? Like I would essentially be not wearing a shirt 
but I would be wearing like the boar mask and like the fur, like legging stuff and and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be a huge goal for me to do because I've always wanted I've wanted to do Inosuke, but I've been wanting to do All Might for a long while too. That would be beefcake on another level. Now they do have some like of those skin tight cosplay suits like on Amazon for relatively good price that don't have any muscle padding or anything like that. So that would be kind of cool, but like I would definitely want to like kind of beef up a little bit. Yeah. Like lean down but beef up if that makes any sense, which is like a really hard thing to it's a really tricky thing to do. But we could do that, and then you could be the, uh, the um, what is she, like a bunny or something? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you're talking about who Meg the Stallion one is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't You could know. be like I, her or something. I don't know. My favorite female character is Toga. You could so. do that. It would maybe be a little weird because she's like technically a teenager, and All Might's like a grown, grown so. man. She's also a villain and she's badass. Or I could do a female version of Dobby. That'd be pretty fucking sick. Ooh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I'm trying to think of like the the teachers. But if we do like, um, I mean, there's that nightshade kind of looking lady with the big cleavage. She's a teacher. She's got that skin tight white outfit on. She, oh yeah, that's that. who. That's who I was thinking about. Uh. She's actually got the. Um, yeah. Well, that was the other person I was thinking about. She's even got like a brawlette thing that yeah. kind of goes on the chest. But if we do Demon Slayer, I want to be one of those spider demon peoples. The white face? Mm-hmm. The white and the red. Yeah. That, that would be, be cool. Sick. Do like traditional um, like Japanese white makeup or is it Chinese? I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pale enough for it. So. <laughs> well, you know, like they did like they powdered the face mm-hmm. and then accentuated like the eye sockets with like a pinkish red and yeah. stuff like that. You could kind of like mix that up with the uh, anime style. Well, that's after, you know, we get everything else going on in our lives sorted. As I said at the beginning, this is Anime Autopsy. I am Romeo Stone. This is Peachly. We are going to be doing our last part of Psychopaths. So this is only going to be episodes 21 and 22. So it'd be kind of a shorter episode. But this is also sort of kind of like our season finale for Anime Autopsy. So we're episode 1 through 40s, I guess. I'm going to kind of treat it as season 1 of the podcast. And then we'll be starting to do... Uh, new episodes, I would say, like, around January-ish. Yeah. Sooner or later, like, it's, that's, like, a give or take date. Like, so, like, around the beginning of January, I guess, like, season two of Anime Autopsy like episodes will start coming out. obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I think we predicted that this would be the perfect time to kind of do a season finale because we've got vacations and birthdays and a ton of holidays coming up too. So it's like kind of a perfect time for me to like work on the podcast and on my own time and kind of prep for like season two of anime autopsy. And I'm about to be working a lot. So yep. Life is about balance. And now we've got a kid's school. So that's like a whole other wrench. Adulting. 
So housekeeping note, subscribe to the YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, click that bell. All of our live streams will go there. I think I might toss in a few like video gaming streams here and there on the, uh, on the YouTube that we can do. Cause I mean, that's literally no prep time. Like I spend like most of the week doing something towards these episodes as far as like notes or preparations of some sorts. So like we could probably get on like, you know, like once a week, once every two weeks to do like a video gaming stream on the YouTube. So you guys can catch that. But for all news updates, speaking of, you can follow me on Twitter or join our Facebook group. Take a second to leave a five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform that you're listening to us on. And you can always follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And that's at Anime Autopsy on both of those. So to get to all of those sources, we have a link tree link that you can click on and that'll direct you to whatever platform you're trying to get to. And that actually encapsulates uh, the podcast too. So like if you don't want to listen to Spotify, there is a way to click on that link tree and it'll link you to whatever platform you want to use, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or what have you. And you can always leave us a voicemail or send us an email. All the information is going to be in the, the bio. And you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Romeo Stone. And I've also got a YouTube channel too. And I'll add that link below as well. And as always, our logo was made by Blue Room Media. For all of your art inquiries, reach out to them, ask for Brandon, and tell them that we sent you. Vibe check. Man, I feel like we haven't done a vibe check in a while. I think our beginning rants have kind of taken place of our vibe checks. How are you feeling? I'm hungry. Hungry? Yeah? Yeah. You excited about tonight? Yes. That's a good vibe chat. We're going to be essentially celebrating our anniversary tonight. It's, it's actually not until like the 14th, but like just the way our spare time works out, it was either celebrate it before or celebrate it afterwards. So I guess we chose to do it tonight. I guess we're kind of doing both. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Kind of yeah. do both. Yeah. So we're going to like, after we get done recording, we're going to jump on Fall Guys and play with, um, I guess, family, right? Mm-hmm. Like your brother and his fiance. And we're going to get some nasty pizza and some drinks and celebrate tonight. And then the weekend after our actual anniversary date, I think we're going to go out and do something because we never get out of the house. Not really. Like unless we're going to get groceries or to go pick up our son or drop off our son at school. I mean, I severely don't get out of the house like you work like on site with your job i work from home so like i'm basically like legitimately i'm home so much and in this seat that i'm pretty sure i'm gonna have to replace it like really soon because i bought you that for your birthday two I years know. ago <laughs> but i've like i've repaired it twice now yeah. like where it like will sink down or whatever and like, like i could just keep doing that but like the seating part of it is actually like like the support or whatever is actually kind of like failing now too. That's how much I sit in this chair and do work. So vibe check, it's good. 10 out of 10. Say 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? You don't want to be overly optimistic. No, because I'm hungry. My tummy's going. So it sounds like Obi whenever he's at the bed today. Yeah. 
Oh, CB Moe. He was trying to grumble at the vet tech. <clears throat> and they just started laughing at him. It's like, take me seriously. I'm a big man on campus. So, episode 21 Bloodstained Rewards. As Makishima works on reprogramming the virus, Kogami and Akane arrive at the factory to stop him, which proves harder than they thought. It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I was like, it didn't seem that hard. Yeah, like. <clears throat> so, this is like. This is kind of a short season for an anime. We're only doing, there's only two episodes left in the season. And I don't know about you, but I really liked this show, like, going in towards, like, the last half of the season. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, by the end of these two episodes that we're going to talk about today, I was, like, already wanting to start <laughs> the next season. Yeah, because you seemed to get a little upset when you were like, did you like it? And I was like, eh, yeah, I was all right. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I guess you didn't like it as much. I don't know. Was it anticlimactic to you? A little bit. Really? Yeah. I mean, I started to kind of like buy into the philosophical stuff that they were trying. They were like literally trying to sell it to me like all season. I was like finally at the end sort of like starting to like buy into the, the whole thing they were trying to sell to me. I was like, I was happy with the way it ended. Now, I'm not happy about a particular character, but... We'll talk about that as we get to it. Maybe I'll change my mind after season two. We'll see. As Makishima works on reprogramming the virus, both Kogami and MWPSB arrive at the factory, with Kogami instructing Akane that they need to shut down power to the facility to bypass the security. For anyone who doesn't remember from last week's episodes, essentially what Makashima is trying to do is spoil the crops in Japan. So at this point, Japan is completely self-sufficient. They don't and that nobody. means they don't import anything. So his belief is that if he sabotages that, they'll be forced to outreach and import in goods from <laughs> other countries. Essentially... That would loosen the grip that their government has on their people. Because, like, at this point, the civil system is kind of like the fucking empire, like, from Star Wars. Like, yeah. they've got a chokehold on everybody. And people are, at this point are just kind of used to it and going with it. But that's where Makashima is different. He sees it for what it is, and he wants to do something about it. Thinks it's BS. Yeah. Essentially. And I, I'll give... Credit where credit's due. The writers who made Makishima's character really, like, the bad guy you're supposed to not like. You can relate to him, but you don't like him. But, like, this guy, like, you relate to him so much where it's kind of like he's, if you think about it, he's kind of the good guy. Yeah. He's the good guy, and arguably our, quote-unquote, good guys are the bad guys. I mean, I guess the real villain in this whole show is the civil system, meaning, like, you know, boss lady. But prior to arriving, Akane uh, manages to convince the civil system to keep her dominator on paralyzer mode with the safety unlocked regardless of crime coefficients. And it was not used. I don't think it was used as much as it, that she should have used it. That's for dang sure. So she wants to use this as a trump card against Makishima and Kogami. Because she doesn't want Kogami to kill Makishima. 
and she doesn't want Makishima to get away or be killed in, in any way, shape, or form. So, like, if it was up to her, like, she's going into this, thi- like, essentially she wants to paralyze the both of them. Yeah. I do have a few issues with Akane's character, especially, like, in this episode, where it's like, what does she actually want? Like, she seems like she's so in charge, but also, like, indecisive. Like, it was kind of a weird turn for her character. Like, I wasn't really sure what she wanted to do. Because she's obviously against the civil system. And she, like, it was so weird. It's like, it wasn't very plain as to, like, what she wanted in this episode. Well, what if, it's obvious she didn't want Kagami to kill Makashima because she doesn't want his crime-efficient thing to change and him, you know, have to be eliminated or put up in the facility. So what if she wanted both of them alive so maybe they could work in some type of way with Makashima to roll out the civil system? Yeah, like, because, like, I have the feeling that she was obviously trying to play both fields. Um, Like, she's obviously against the civil system, but she can't do anything about it right now. So she's kind of, like, picking the lesser of both evils in a way. But it's like, if she would have brought Makashima in, what do you think she would have done? Like, do you think that she would have just let them take his brain? No. Exactly. Like, see, that's why I'm like... I don't think maybe they necessarily would have took him in. That's that's where I'm kind of drawing, like, a little gray area with it. Like, obviously, we'll never know. And, I guess, spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, Don't spoil anything. Let's just go ahead and let's just move on. We can talk about that a little bit more as we get into it. No, no, no. no. Okay, never mind. I was about to say, I haven't seen that far. So, after the power is shut down, Kogami sneaks into the facility while Akane and Ye, I think it's what we called her, right? Last week? Ye? Mm -hmm. um, Head to the control room in case Makashima attempts to activate the emergency power. So, that's a smart move, I guess. But it's kind of like. He didn't even go there. Yeah, he didn't go there. And they also, like, I guess eventually they did split up. Yeah. The her and Yayoi went to the emergency room, and then Bossy Pants and Daddy Chill Pants went somewhere else. Yeah, they're trying to, like, kind of cover more ground. Cover more ground, and they also knew that Kogami was going to become a factor, also. Mm-hmm. So, finding the control room empty, Akane comes to realize that Mr. Bossy Pants and Daddy Chill Pants are in danger. As Bossy Pants becomes trapped under a container, after tripping up a trap, tripping over a trap, Daddy Chill Pants comes face to face with Makishima. Which pissed me off because he literally said, Stop! And this motherfucker kept walking. Well, he knows better. Exactly. He's better than everybody. He's a detective. And what'd you do? You fucked it up. I will say that towards the end of the show, I do end up liking Bossy Pants, especially going into season two. Like, the, like, because well, he some, finally chills out a little bit. You'll see some role changing if you start watching season two that I really like, and it, it it hits so much harder because I've got the history of season one in my head too. So, although Daddy Chill Pants appears to get the upper hand, Makishima threatens to blow Bossy Pants up with a stick of dynamite, as you do. So, with Daddy Chill Pants ultimately sacrificing himself to save his son, so that. I'm not okay with. I really like Tomami. Daddy Chill Pants was probably my favorite character of the show. 
Yeah. So as Bossy Pants remains horrified by his father's death, Kogumi pursues Makishima and prepares to engage in a knife fight with him. And that's kind of where we end that episode. We do get this really sweet-ish scene with Bossy Pants and Daddy Chill Pants as he's dying. It's, But it still kind of makes me mad, though, because he's like basically still acting like a butthole towards yeah. his dad. I told you not to do that. Like, but it was his fault, you know? You shouldn't have tripped it to the begin trap. with, yeah. So. But it's almost like Makashima knew he would do it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Makashima had everything planned out to a T. Episode 22, A Perfect World. The series heads to a conclusion as Kagami and Makashima are locked in mortal combat while Akane tries to stop Kagami from killing Makashima in order to save Kagami's life and uphold the law. We've gotten a lot better with these names. <laughs> I'll oh, say yeah. that. <laughs> some of them, anyway. Like, yeah, main three. Kogami manages to stab Makashima during their fight, but Akane interrupts their fight. And can I just say another example where she kind of messed everything up. But did you see the look on his face when he got cut? He was like... Holy shit, I got cut. <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's like that's definitely like an example where it's like she could have ended the whole situation. She literally right could have came around that corner and just shot she Makishima. Yeah. But she could have done she she could have paralyzed the both of them. But in instead one she's swoop. just Kagami, don't do it while this motherfucker got away. Like, don't even say anything, just shoot. Yeah. Like if Bossy Pants taught you anything from episode one. Shoot first, talk later. Especially since it was locked on Parallel's remote. It's not like she would have killed either one of them. Yeah. Dumbass. So Makishima escapes, as he does, in a truck, and Akane shoots out the wheels. Makishima crashes in the field. That scene was kind of cool. That was cool. Yeah. That's probably the coolest thing she's done. Oh, yeah. Kogami sets Akane aside and then pursues the heavily bleeding Makishima. Resigned to his fate, Makishima kneels and awaits for Kogami to execute him. Now, there is like a little dialogue piece where Makishima is saying, I couldn't imagine anyone else killing me but you. So that makes me believe that after all of this was said and done, if his plan were to come to fruition... He was still expecting to be killed by Kogami. And like I think that at the end of the day, that was his master plan because that is implying that Kogami is making a decision for himself, not based on what the civil system is telling him to do. So whether that was being shot like he was shot or stabbed to death, like beaten, like whatever it was, his plan was at the end of the day to have somebody choose free will so at the end of the day he died but he still won yeah he got somebody to go against the civil system well that was his whole thing like if we go back into the series all those people he was kind of funding to do all the diabolical stuff it was against you know it was like raging against the machine so afterwards the civil system tells akane that they intend to reveal themselves in the future when the public can accept it. That was interesting, but I wonder if they're lying about that. So, if you remember, nobody knows that the civil system is, 
Like everyone thinks that the simple system is just a computer system that makes all these decisions for them. And they're willing to accept that for some reason more than they were to accept that the simple system is like this bank of human brains running these calculations in order to make all these decisions. I mean, what would you think, honestly, if it came out of our government that just being controlled by brains taken out of people and maybe it was against their will, maybe it wasn't. Like, we don't know. I mean, that's a dicey subject. So, like, I wouldn't want either, but which one would you rather have? Maybe? I mean, I guess computer because that's, like, torn away from emotion altogether. I mean, I know the show is premised on the people that are basically psychopaths, so, like, they have no discretion as far as, like, feelings go on making decisions, but I don't think I would be 110% sold on the fact that each brain that they got was that way. Yeah. Because it's still, like, a proving science even today. So, like, maybe in the future that science is, like, bulletproof somehow, so maybe... So, like, I don't know if it's more comforting that a computer runs our life or human brains. Now, I will say that the technology, they even say, is so advanced that the only way they were able to power it was with the human brain. A tank of at least, I think it was 200 was the minimum or something like that. I don't remember. So, like, it wouldn't have even been possible for them to have a civil system software without the brains yeah but at the end of the day i'd much rather not have either of them and still have free will like sure rules and laws so that the um, nation doesn't break out in anarchy because that's not good either so like a structured system but also having the free of will to hey, I want to be an artist, or hey, I want to be a musician, or hey, I want to do this as my occupation. And as long as you put in the hard work, you can do that. Say, like with the civil system, they tell you what your occupation is. Mm -hmm. Now, it would be nice to know like what you as a person and personality, what you are most likely to excel at. That's cool. But forcing you to say, hey, you're going to do that because you're going to be the best at that, and that's how you're going to serve society. That's that's where you cross the line. Yeah, it's a bit much. So in response to the civil system saying that they eventually want to come out to the public, Akane says that someone will pull their plug in the future. So essentially saying before you get anywhere close to that, she's going to kind of find a way to like pull the plug on them. I don't think she said her, but someone will. But the system responds, asking her to fight for the better of the future. In the succeeding two months, so we kind of jump for two months, Bossy Pants becomes an enforcer and visits his father's grave. So Bossy Pants is officially, his um, hue is so clouded that he's not allowed to be a detective, a, a detective or whatever. So he's being forced into being an enforcer. I think he actually was forced to go seek treatment in a facility like the one that we saw Ye in. So he was basically imprisoned, but eventually uh, becomes an enforcer between the last time we saw him with his uh, father and the two-month time gap. And Shion and Ye reflect on the changes in the MWSPB. So we get this scene with Ye and the, the blonde um, information queen or whatever they called her. I think we pretty much saw from episode one that they were like entangled with each other 
in some type of relationship. So we get like a scene of them like right after some uh, hanky panky time, some heavy breathing. Yeah, and um, they're basically us. like saying that I guess the old type of enforcer just aren't cut out for this work. So mentioning, you know, daddy chill pants, like that type of person is just not cut out for this type of work. A young new inspector arrives on the scene, mimicking the first scene in the episode one when Akane was the rookie. So we get a role reversal where Akane is the boss, just like um, Bossy Pants was. So she's the boss, and then this young inspector comes up, and I think it's mentioned that she's a minor. I think she was like 16 years old, and she's like a special case. So it's like a total mimic of episode one where we see Akane for the first time coming up. And we get to see that... We get to briefly kind of see silhouettes of new enforcers on the team also. And that's kind of like a season two thing. We get fully introduced to the the new people. And I will mention, I think I said this to you off off the podcast, but one of the voices of one of the new enforcers we get to meet in season two is voiced by the same guy who does Vegeta and All Might. So it's like... Yeah, no, you didn't say that. Yeah. As soon as he started talking, I was like, ooh. It made me realize that we didn't hear him in season one anywhere. It's kind of rare uh, to have a anime that's on Crunchyroll not have his voice in it. Yeah. But at the end of the episode, we get to see Kogumi depart from a small cabin room uh, from an unspecified ship. So we get to see that he is still, you know, about doing things. And I'm guessing he's going to... I get. I would guess that he would show up at some point in season two somewhere. But um, I kind of wonder, just speculation, if he doesn't fill in the Makishima role in season two in some way, shape, or form. Like bringing down Sybil. Yeah, like helping bring down Sybil. And I would assume that Akane would have some type of hand in helping from the inside out. Something along those lines. Guess we'll have to find out. But that's going to be all of the episodes for Psychopath Season 1. I- I'll say that after the first handful of episodes, once you get over this like little hump at the beginning of the season, it really started pulling me into it. I enjoyed the way the season ended, but like you said, I don't think that you were. It was a little anticlimactic for you. Yeah. Now, there is like an extended edition of Season 1, where they add in a bunch of more stuff, I think, from the mangas and stuff that kind of fully round out. But unfortunately for me, it is not dubbed in mm. any way. So it's all subtitled. But I would, I would, because I tried to watch it and there, there's there's no dub. And then I looked it up that they never dubbed it. Um, I would be interested to see what they added in because. Yeah, me watch it for you. Yeah, just make notes. Okay. Give them to me. But yeah. I enjoyed it, but this is going to conclude our Psychopaths um, series for season one, and this is also going to conclude season one of Anime Autopsy. And I think we'll be putting some stuff here and there. I've got some ideas uh, for like YouTube uploads and shorts and stuff like that that I'll be putting up. Yeah, TikTok shorts and reels for Instagram, something along those lines that I'll be putting up here and there. Um, I will say that we'll probably end up doing video game streams uh, through the YouTube for Anime Autopsy, uh, Fall Guys, just wh- whatever we really want to do here and there. 
and we'll be posting those updates. Like if we're gonna go live, we'll, we'll post the updates on Twitter, my Twitter, or the Facebook group. All those links are on the link tree. I can't believe we've got forty episodes already. What? I'm really, I'm really excited for the new Tokyo Revengers season. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. So I really got into that show there at the end. Yeah, I think that by the time I'm not sure if all the episodes will be out really, but I feel like one of the first series that we'll come back and do, which will technically be the first season two of a show that we've uh, covered, might be to- Tokyo Revengers because the Christmas arc I think starts coming out in December. We're excited, I think. yeah, and I'm very excited for it. They just dropped a trailer, a teaser trailer for it. And they're introducing a lot of new characters, and they're going to be going up against the leader of Black Dragon. It got me pumped, and it's not even in dubbed, and that's kind of hard to do for me. I'm like, as soon as I don't have a dub version, I'm like, ugh, subtitles. Yeah, so I really didn't think starting out that I would like that show as much as I ended up liking it. It just pulls you in. Like, and now I, it's I can't something wait. about the characters, I guess. And then just the way season one ended, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I'm real excited about that. Um, we've got the new season of My Hero coming out right now. At some point, we should probably touch that yeah. show. I haven't touched it since season four. I, I'm all up to date. I think the new episode comes out tonight or tomorrow. I want to do some more five. Inuyasha. Yep. Well, if all the episodes for Tokyo Revengers aren't out for season two, we could do season two of Inuyasha in the meantime. And waits for all of the new episodes for Tokyo Revengers Maybe to come out. Maybe every new season we do, we'll start with Inuyasha. Since we originally started this with Inuyasha. Weirdly enough, our highest viewed episodes are usually Inuyasha. And yeah. I think Demon Slayer's in there somewhere, too. We could do another season of Demon Slayer, actually. Freaking love Inuyasha. Uh, let's do housekeeping notes. We got some things to do. We're celebrating tonight. But subscribe to the YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Click that bell. And that's where all of our live streams are going to happen. For all of our news updates, you're going to want to follow me on Twitter or join our Facebook group. Take a second to leave that five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to us on right now. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Anime Autopsy. All that stuff is going to be in the Linktree link. Uh, leave us a voicemail or send us an email. All the information's in the bio. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Romeo Stone. I also have a YouTube that I'll be uploading some videos on probably. Um, and our logo is made by Blue Room Media. Reach out to them. Ask for Brandon. Tell them that we sent you. And that is going to be it for season one of Anime Autopsy. See you.